0: Uh, welcome to the first official Back 4 Patrioteer podcast. We are here on site in Frisco, Texas. Tomorrow, the United States women play Canada.
1: Yes, they do. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that transition there.
0: You can't see it, but we have a friend watching, it, and she just bent over laughing at Gabby. Let's introduce ourselves first. You are?
1: I, my name is Gabby, and I'm from Portland.
0: I go by Thrace online, and I'm from Boston, as everyone knows, because I tell them constantly about how much I love the Boston Breakers. Well, I do the same
1: thing with the Portland Thorns, though. So, I mean, I just wish when we came to a game like this, we would actually cheer for the same team. Because who are you going for
0: tomorrow? I am, of course, going for America. No, you are not. Liar. I am fond of Canada, and... Let's just say it's a, I would like all of my children to do well. What uh, What you drinking? Um, I am drinking Shinerbach Bock because I'm in Texas, and when you're in Texas, you do as the Texans do. What are you drinking, Gab?
1: Uh, I am drinking breakfast in the form of a beer.
0: Okay, so we're
1: in Frisco, Texas. We're at a bar. Um, we're enjoying beer. We just had dinner, um, and we want to talk... Uh, about women's soccer because we don't do that enough on a regular basis um, so our, our concept here is essentially uh, we're not pros um, we're not even amateur writers we don't blog about soccer we don't do any sort of reporting on soccer we're actually very biased in who we, who we like and, and who we don't like um, Gab and I are both total homers
0: total homers drinking the kool-aid
1: drinking the kool-aid um we're
0: just two drunk fans uh shooting shit that's good you almost got through that without we're messing it up we're all we we are almost almost ready to
1: actually do this for real good thing this is the the first time maybe the last time we ever okay okay so we have topics that we're in frisco you're getting stuff um, we're in Frisco for the game. Uh, ooh, what happened in Frisco two years
0: ago? So Frisco is where it all started for me. Frisco was my first USWNT game. Your first one? Yeah. That was your cherry? Yes, yes it was. Wow. We And I met you. I met <laughs> you. you. We shared a rental car. We did. And I think you helped me get a good hotel deal. I hope I did. Yeah. We got free breakfast. We got free breakfast. This all makes it sound like... You're a John, and I was your prostitute. Um... I mean, let's be honest. So, two years ago in Frisco, A, it was the reverse of the situation now, because it was nice and warm. It was winter. I thought I was escaping the frigid (laughs) northeast. And then Dallas decided to tell me to go F myself, and it promptly dropped into the 30s for the entire duration of my stay. We went out to a club, um... A pair of Amorous Young Lovebirds landed on me while I was minding my own business. They made out for a little while. It was fine.
1: One of those lovebirds will be here
0: tomorrow. It was soft and warm. I mean, it was cold. What more can you ask for? Yeah,
1: that was a fun trip. That was uh, USA versus New Zealand in 2012. Um, And now we're back for USA versus Canada. Uh, Last time these teams met was in Toronto.
0: Yes. Um. What was the score of that game? The United States beat Canada three nothing. I will say. Canada held in there for about seventy plus minutes, and then. And then they just kind of. Let's the, move on. The, let's the, move the, on. Let's let's move on. All right. Let's you, move on. You you own the agenda. What's next? We're gonna talk about this USA versus Canada game. The one happening tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. Okay. Tomorrow. Today being the day before the game
1: I have no idea when this podcast is actually going to come out so it may have happened two weeks ago
0: yeah okay Uh, as of record time (laughs) we did not have a uh, we don't have a roster we We also
1: we also um, are just
0: bullshitting about what that roster could potentially look like well Nicole Barnhart is sick it's not rockets she was adorably sick we went to open practice today. She was sneezing, and I'm sorry she, she was. I'm sorry she's sick, but it was still adorable. Cut that out. You take joy.
1: You you derive joy from other people's pain.
0: No, it's just on like, a regular basis. It's, it's like when you see like a puppy sneeze and it's really cute. Aww. Okay. So Barney is out sick. Hope Solo, uh, in theory, limping a little. Yeah, um, Jill Loyden was taking a lot of the shots in practice. Although it was an open practice, that doesn't really mean much. It's They kind of put it on for the fans so that we can have a good time and kind of see the team in a more informal setting. So who knows? Tomorrow, for all we know, Ashlyn Harris could parachute into the stadium. You know, Oh, my Surprise God. Bitches. Is that a possibility? I bet that a you thought you seen the last of me. Oh, my God. Could that actually happen? It could be Alyssa Nair. It could be A.D. God, France. get away from Boston. But no, you – no. 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 Um, no. Steph Cox is back in camp after having one of several adorable – Not she didn't have several adorable babies, but the – Yeah, you made her sound like a puppy right there. USWNT seems to be in kind of a time period right now where a lot of the players have kids. Mitzi just had a kid. I'll admit all babies look alike to me, but I'm sure... He was wearing an adorable hat in the photo that she tweeted. Good enough.
1: <clears throat> um, Lopez. Lopez is back.
0: Yep. Uh, that's big. A-Rod's back. A-Rod's back. Um, maybe she'll get some playing time. Who maybe. Uh, Sam Mewis has got her first senior team call-up. So we could have sisters playing on the field. That would be kind of cool. I don't know what we would chant. I think the acknowledged name for them is Mewtwo. Mewtwo? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, it's a pop culture reference, Gabby. It's Mewtwo? Mewtwo. Look, what, I didn't come up with it. What is it
1: a reference to?
0: Pokemon.
1: Oh, God.
0: For the record, Gabby just leaned back, took off her glasses like she was in an episode of The West Wing, and is now rubbing her face in distress. I I do not understand a lot
1: of the shit that follows this team.
0: Gabby Rosas was born in
1: 1943.
0: Hey! hey last name. Oh shoot. I'm oh, I'm okay with that actually. Okay.
1: It was my Twitter handle
0: for a long time. Gabby was born in 1943. She went through the Great War and doesn't really get kids' pop culture references do you need another these beer days. Yet? No, not yet. We're
1: roughly on track. Totally. Totally. Just wait till I start making
0: fun of you. Um on the Canadian side, I don't think Herdman is brought in as deep a bench. Does Canada have a deep bench? No. I think this is something that Canada themselves would acknowledge. The youth pipeline has kind of been a little neglected. It's a little rusty. Wait, do they have a youth pipeline? No, not really. Okay. So it's not rusty so much as it is non-existent. I, I just thought I was absolutely... There's no pipeline. There's just, like, moose-carrying sleds. When
1: is Christine Sinclair going to have a kid? That can <laughs> carry
0: on. No, no children. We don't have time for that. We need to clone her. We don't? Oh. We don't have time for that. Oh. We've got to clone Christine Sinclair, accelerate its growth, and put it on the field mm, in the next two years, by 2015. Science. 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 So, just, so, just so you know, um, Therese
1: here has an encyclopedia that she's going to be referencing. It's, no. I have done zero prep. I was going to prep today, but there was an unfortunate incident on a plane. Um, and I did not do any prep. I
0: did some prep. Yeah, some prep. You have notes, dude. They're bad notes. Um, <sighs> they're the kind of notes you take when you're in class and you keep clicking out of your notes to go, like, look at BuzzFeed or something. Anyway. When so I was in class last, there was no BuzzFeed. That's because you were born in 1943. <laughs> exactly.
1: That's why I don't understand Pokemon references. Yeah, so
0: pretty deep... U.S. bench not as deep. Canada bench. I'm. I'm excited. I'm excited too. The thing with Canada is you just never know when they're going to give you a, a hat trick run for your money in an Olympic semifinal, or when they're going to kind of you know roll over. peter out a little bit, roll, roll run roll out over. of gas um, in the second half after a valiant fight.
1: Oh, that was valiant.
0: Yeah, that was. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: I it must have looked valiant from the other side of the field.
0: It did. from the side Actually, that I was did. on.
1: It. All right. So we have we so have two so teams.
0: It's gonna be two teams against playing
1: against each other tomorrow for
0: approximately ninety plus minutes, and whoever scores the most goals wins.
1: Is that how football works?
0: Football. Football. Yeah. Cool. I'm learning. Yeah. Always learning. I don't think we really have a lot to say about the game tomorrow. It's it'll it'll be fun. Except that you just never know when Canada is going to show up. You just don't, which is Unfortunate worrying for Canadian fans. Which is worrying, considering they're the host country it, it for 2015. Would, it, it
1: would worry me if my team were inconsistent.
0: Yeah. Now you know why I don't sleep at night.
1: I don't sleep at night either, but I'm not a Canadian fan. You don't sleep anyway. <laughs> so um, moving on to the we NWSL. Lost your notes.
0: What about the NWSL? It's been kind of a busy time. First, we had the expansion draft with Houston snatching everybody's faves. I hate Houston so hard. And
1: So hard.
0: Then we had four days of trading. We had, I don't think a lot happened in those four days. But um, um, did Laura Harvey make a move? Not in those 4 days, no, that I remember. No, 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 she didn't, did what she? What are your feelings on Laura Harvey, Gab? I'm totally tell me, I'm have not I have not had enough to rabid Portland yet. fan feel about Seattle Rain's very own Laura Harvey. I'm almost ready for another beer. You know what I like about Laura Harvey? It's The way she pronounces her vowels. Sometimes she's telling a story and instead of saying Monday, she says Monday. Anyway, um and then we got allocations and a college draft. Yep, a lot has happened with the NWSL team. Yeah. I hardly even recognize my Portland Thorns. I, there's been a lot of discussion of who came out on top and who kind of just got out of the draft having injured it. And I think most of the consensus is the Boston Breakers had a really good draft.
1: Why do you think that? Because we did. Were you watching the same draft I was watching?
0: Yes, I was. Interesting. No one's going to deny the Washington Spirit getting Crystal done. is kind of like being the one millionth visitor to a supermarket. She
1: got number one draft pick.
0: Yeah, that's what I just said. I know. I'm
1: watching soccer right now because you were talking about the Breakers, and I have limited yep. attention span when you talk about the Boston Look, Breakers. the
0: Boston Breakers, much like Dorothy, the Boston Breakers – are saints. Why don't you get on your soapbox? I'm gonna go get another beer. No, why don't you tell us about the Thorns and how much they had to give up to get Monishim back instead of just protecting her like they should have in the first place. The Thorns are dorks, dude. Yeah. they made two big mistakes with
1: Nikki Marshall. Uh, Laura Harvey got Nikki Marshall knowing that at some point she was gonna make her way back to Portland. So why not pick up this really really amazing player because I like Nikki Marshall Um, and so yeah we we screwed the pooch with that one and then uh, with Monashim, I don't understand how you leave Monashim unprotected if two weeks later you're going to bend over backwards to uh, get her at the draft and lose two players like is Monashim really worth two players? Um, in my heart, I say yes. In my head, I'm,
0: I'm not sold yet. Maybe Paul Riley needs a hat to help him make decisions. Like a fun, cute hat. Are you volunteering? You want me to become a hat that Paul Riley can wear? I'm not making him Is a Is that hat. where your logic I'm, train went? <laughs>
1: That's, yeah. Paul was- Riley needs a
0: hat. Hey, you, become a hat. That's, that's where you, that's, it's, it's on the record. That's how your mind worked in that. I get to edit this, so I don't know why you're. Going no, you're going to keep that. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. <laughs> it's the best exchange we've had so far tonight, quite frankly. So what do you think about the rumors that John Herdman is going to keep his Canadians out of the NWSL in 2015 until after the Women's World Cup is over?
1: 2015 is going to be a crapshoot. Um. Any way you slice it, because USA is going to have residency camp. Uh, if Australia makes the World Cup, they'll probably have a residency camp. Um, the number of players who actually are going to be available in 2015 uh, is going to be slim pickings. Like, do we even have enough talent um, when you take team or players who are on national teams out of the league?
0: Well. I think we've all just assumed there's going to be a break in NWSL for the Women's World Cup. Yeah, just but how big of a break? I don't know. And that's another question to ask. It's a, Even though it'll be the third year, that's still a fledgling league. Neither WUSA or WPS made it out of their third year.
1: Ooh, let's have a winter season. A winter schedule.
0: Okay, set bladder. Let's do it. Yeah, because all of sure. the teams
1: are in really good... I, w- uh, I would love locations? to play
0: soccer in Boston in the winter, in mid January.
1: Let's instead of a season. You know what? We'll call it a winter no, classic. No, 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 we'll no.
0: flood Fenway and we'll play soccer on ice. No, no,
1: no. What What'll be awesome is instead of a season in twenty fifteen, what if we just had a tournament in like Mexico? A tournament in addition
0: to the Women's World Cup. Yeah,
1: but but only play in Houston. That works for me too. Um, But uh, it would be a club tournament.
0: Oh, like a Club World Cup? Yeah. And where are the players for this Club World Cup going to come from? when is it going to be at a different time? Yeah,
1: it's going to be way earlier. Oh, okay. Because then you get done with the tournament and you can Uh pass the trophy, the stupid, stupid trophy, to whoever wins it next.
0: Okay, well, assuming you have a Club World Cup with, the top 10 Why are you
1: saying World Cup?
0: It's just an NWSL. I see It's
1: a club. Oh. It's a NWSL tournament. Okay, in I get in what you're 2013 saying. 2013 instead of a in season in 2015. 2015.
0: 2015 instead of a season. Yeah. Um I mean I'm not sure how the NWSL would feel about missing you know, an entire season's worth of Mm-hmm. Ticket revenues, streaming, whatever.
1: Oh, for sure. But how many... How? M- you just described to me what a season's actually going to look like with most of your players out. That's true. And at because Canada camps. is a
0: host, mm-hmm. the top two teams coming out of CONCACAF are probably going to be the U.S. and Mexico. Mm-hmm. So U.S., Mexico, Canada gone. Australia, mm-hmm. probably may- going to make it out of Oceania. Right. Um, and that leaves us... We we could do a five-a-side. Well, now we're getting Japanese players. Yeah. Um, We've got some European players. Yeah. These Japanese players are probably also going to the women's World Cup. Exactly. Like, a majority of players... We'll we'll just turn into a five-a-side futsal indoor tournament. What if we uh,
1: all just had NWSL teams pick their favorite college team?
0: And that college roster... Was the team... Are you saying NWSL teams should play fantasy college soccer? Is that what's happening? No, You're not on my logic train. Or they all all just pick a favorite team and whoever... Like, say, the Breakers pick BC and Spirit pick UNC, etc.?
1: Yeah, and then all of those players, instead of doing whatever summer job they were going to do, they have to play in the NWSL
0: for free.
1: Because you can't pay
0: college players. I'm not really sure you can enforce something like that. We're shooting the shit, right? Yeah, we're shooting the shit. Exactly. Okay. Well, Shoot fine. The as shit long, as long as we're shooting the shit, play along. Then why don't we just go to some Ooh. quantum physicists at MIT, have them create a separate pocket of space-time outside of the regular summer Ooh, of can 2015, he, can, can he make and we play the travel? Women's World Cup in that pocket, but Outside of the pocket, in the real world, we haven't actually skipped any time. As long as we're shooting the shit. I mean, okay, sure. That's my solution. I like it. Great. Next song. Next song. Great. Um, we can talk about the new roster rules. Oh, my God. Kind of an, They're a natural consequence of the league evolving. So now we have, each team can have three international players. Um, Mexico reduced their allocations. And you know what? I think that's fair. They didn't see great results out of NWSL. After the first season when the U.S. played Mexico, it was a little bit of a shit show. Um, their, trades no longer have to be allocated for allocated. So that's you don't, a big one. Yeah, that is a that's big one. That's You don't have to trade a Canadian for a Canadian. It kind of sounds like a hostage situation when you put it like that. It's like... It sounds like you've done it before. Send LeBlanc over. And then she meets Aaron McLeod halfway on a bridge, and they're both blindfolded.
1: And one goes to Houston, and one goes to Chicago?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm still a little... And, that that, um, one's, that one's still a little tender. And
0: NWSL was in negotiation with a fourth country to allocate players, this country being Brazil. Oh, you think? Yeah, didn't Sunil Gulati... Flat out say that they were kind of talking to Brazil and it just fell through? I didn't realize he associated a country with it. Yeah, fourth country to sponsor allocated players in the NWSL. Yeah,
1: I just didn't realize it was Brazil. Yeah, it was Brazil. Oh, okay.
0: I mean, Australia would have been a good guess too, yeah, considering. I, I was guessing Australia. I mean, you'd think Australia would jump on this because the NWSL would be their, you know, Winter League, and then we would exchange players to them and they would go down there in the Australian summer and, you know, the Northern Hemisphere winter.
1: Yeah, it would, it would make perfect sense scheduling-wise.
0: Yeah. I mean, you've got players already doing it. There's Lori Lindsay and Steph Oaks over in Canberra, and, you know, Kaya Simon, before she got injured, was splitting her time between the Breakers and Sydney FC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. mm-hmm. I'm going to go get another beer. Okay. Uh, and we're back from our drinks break. We got more
1: beer. What are you drinking now, Shiner. I, move, I moved on to Shiner. It's actually my favorite, um, one of my favorite beers. Uh, on Untapped, I give this one a five, uh, a rating of five. It's not stars. Five out of what?
0: I, I forget. Is it because stars? It might be stars. Five out of five is good, but yeah, five out of Yeah, no, five out of five. Five out, out of five. Oh, five, okay. out of five. Yeah. five out of five. Do you want to discuss the, the economics of, of women's soccer?
1: the economics of women's soccer sucks.
0: I mean, yes, the United States Soccer Federation has to subsidize NWSL. Kind of the same way NBA has to subsidize the WNBA at the moment. Because at the moment it's been like 15 years. That's kind of a yeah, okay. So that was a kind of a bleak bad example. But I don't think it's going to take 15 years of subsidization subsidization for women's soccer to kind of come to at least a break-even point, right?
1: Dude, I would love for it to get to a fourth year
0: before we talk about break-even That's true. point. Breaking the three-year curse <laughs> would probably be the
1: first step. I mean, the fact that year three is 2015 yeah. is not exactly
0: uh, strengthening my confidence. So if you experienced a big gap in the podcast, it was because we just went back and forth on the logistics of financing NWSL teams. Because I misspoke. Because Gab misspoke and because there's kind of a lack of transparency in the financials of the league.
1: Well, and there's a lack of transparency in the MLS. There's a lack yeah. of transparency in pretty much any professional league. So NWSL money is essentially as as a Thorns season ticket holder, I know that my money is going into uh, Merritt Paulson's pocket. Essentially.
0: Yeah, but the Thorns are a unique right. situation. But so. then
1: the Houston Dash are going to be a unique situation as well. And at what point do you, do we have to say, okay, is the MLS ownership the only way to make women's soccer profitable?
0: At the moment, yes. At the moment, I think so, yes.
1: So why? Because women's Red soccer Bowl
0: and Sky Blue. We d- who knows what that Michigas was about? Right. Who knows? Right. But at the point, we're not quite at the tipping point yet. we are I think we're close. We're in the middle of some kind of paradigm shift where women's soccer has kind of entered the national consciousness. It started with the 2011 Women's World Cup, I think, with the quarterfinal comeback. Oh, you don't think it started in 99? I think it started maybe in 99. And that, look, if you were to chart it as a graph, it, I like started, it started in 1999. And it very gradually, it's not a linear graph, it's a curve, Mm -hmm. and it kind of gradually went. And then 2011 is when it hit that sharp Mm -hmm. uptick. And so we're now kind of approaching critical mass where if we do it correctly, if we capitalize on large events like Women's World Cups, on star power, if we advertise correctly, then we might be able to make this thing self-sustaining within the next 10 years the women's world cup that's happening next year and might be a huge break for the league it could be it could be a make or break moment it could ruin the league or it could draw huge crowds in 2011 we saw it so what i want to know is u.s soccer is giving
1: more money to nwsl this year yes they said that they were increasing what does that money pay for besides allocated players?
0: Um, extra ice baths for Carly Lloyd? Ice is free, dude. Ice is not free. In it a is, hotel, it's, it's free. The biggest, it's the biggest markup. Yeah, we're recording so, it. So, after that brief intermission, what were we talking about? Oh,
1: so I want to know what the USS, USF, USSF,
0: Budget. There you go. Third time's a charm. <laughs> USSF.
1: This is why I'm better on Twitter than I am in real life. Because my typos make sense on Twitter.
0: Yeah.
1: Wow. Are you going to tweet what I just said? No. Keep going. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I want to know. I, I just want to know all of the things. And I don't think I ever will. And that's going to continue to frustrate me. And I'm going to be one of those really grouchy fans at some point.
0: At some point, not now, currently. <laughs> I am a pretty happy and fan. And for, like, the past five years. I have been fairly decently... You know what I'll do just for you? I will incept Sunil Gulati and make him believe that he needs to confide all in you. Yes. That's what I, I'll do for you.
1: I will. I will take that information. I will analyze it.
0: <laughs> You'll Excel spreadsheet the hell out of it. I will Excel spreadsheet
1: that data like no one has ever Excel spreadsheeted that data because I don't think anybody has ever Excel spreadsheet of that data.
0: So let's talk about supporters groups specifically. Well, first of all, the back four Patriot here, which is why you and I are both here. Yes. Um, like in both a literal and a figurative sense. Yes. <laughs> Stop laughing at me.
1: That is exactly why we're both here because of back four Pats, We wouldn't have come to this game had it not been for back four Pats.
0: I mean, if you think about the chain of events, no. Without Back 4 Pats, I probably wouldn't have continued going to the number of games. I would have gone, but I wouldn't have gone to as many games as I did.
1: Yeah, it's fun. Uh, Being in a sports group is um, a shit ton of fun. Um, I hope uh, everyone who's here, uh, we had probably, what, like 25 people earlier? 30? 30. Um, it's dwindled a little bit. people are having you know conversations and they're pooping out they they're realizing uh, tomorrow's a big day even though the game's not until eight um, but uh, yeah it's great fun to get together. Uh, back for Pats is doing this thing where uh, they're trying to find a few games a year where they can get pretty good attendance um, participation uh, and have events the night before um like this bar meetup as well as having uh a section at the stadium um because we uh, they buy group tickets and i think it's just a lot of fun to get women's national team supporters out um who have kind of been not organized in the past
0: yeah i remember my first game here in frisco um we were kind of loosely affiliated, but with the back four pads, now it's all very streamlined. You buy your tickets through the group. You can arrange for accommodations through the group. You can um, get travel through the group, not flights, but cars around town. There's generally a couple of group vehicles. And
1: and it's it's really all just networking. And it's, you know, you, you only get as much as you put in. Um, and uh, if you want to participate, uh, you, you just, you just have to put yourself out there. Yeah. Um, so we have people from all over the country. Yeah. We got people from, uh, Boston. I've met people from, um, Boston. There's, there's a city up in new England. I forget the name Boston. of it. Vermont. There, there's city? somebody here. Vermont there's, is a city. There's somebody here from Vermont. There's somebody here from New Hampshire. We've got people here from Wyoming. Neither of those, um, none of those are cities. We've got people from uh, West Virginia, Virginia, uh, Massachusetts, the Pennsylvania,
0: state of, Vermo- of. of Vermont, Massachusetts, <laughs> the, state of Vermont. the state that contains Boston.
1: Oh yeah, I hear there are people here from Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, they're the quiet ones, though. You gotta be, you gotta be, yeah, uh, worried about them. Um, we've so got, we
0: got our Texas homeboys. Yeah, we got some locals. Yep. One of whom is putting up quite a few members of the back four in our own house, but I think that's just kind of indicative of the grassroots spirit that is helping to build back four at the moment. Maybe in the future we'll have, you know, big hotel chunks carved out for our group, but for now it's, it's really about person to person connection. Absolutely. It's, uh, support groups are, are awesome.
1: It's a great way to energize yourself about the game. It uh, gives you another reason to go, get out and go. And uh, I'm actually really impressed with how many teams in the NWSL this year are going to have more supporters, groups, um, affiliated with the teams, uh, organized, um, doing events, getting front office support. Um, just this week we had two new ones pop up. Yeah. Um, one is in Houston. Yeah. Which is a city in the same state where we are right now. Right. There's one in Houston. I forget where the other one was, though. Vermont. Vermont. The, the city of Vermont. The city of Vermont. No, the other one is uh, it popped up in Boston.
0: Yeah. Um, it's the Boston Armada. It's the new official supporters group of the Boston Breakers. And there's also Houston's, was it Orange Dash? No, um, Houston's is Brigade, Orange Brigade. So the Rose City Riveters, kind of the um, model for supporters groups at the moment. I mean, to be fair, they had a solid foundation to build on already. A lot of other groups are starting from scratch. You have, um, there's one in Kansas City,
1: the Blue Blue Crew. crew. They're here tonight.
0: They are here tonight. They showed up big time at open practice. Blue Crew. Um, And I think the Spirit... Is it the Spirit Squadron? Yep. Spirit Squadron. They have their own mascot. Let's be real. The hot dog. Yeah, the Spirit Dog. Is um, is it
1: officially affiliated with Spirit Squadron?
0: Who cares if it's official and unofficial? It's a walking hot dog.
1: I mean, I really want to buy the Spirit Dog a beer. Um, so I have a short list of five of five stadiums I would love to go to this year, if a, you know a schedule is made available in the near future. Um, like tomorrow or Monday, that would be fantastic.
0: I'm so glad that you decided to voice your concern about that, considering this podcast is going to come out after tomorrow or Monday. It might come out tonight. I might. That's what she said.
1: Oh. <laughs> that Western New York. Oh, my nope. God. They were, they were pretty awesome. Um, they posted, uh, uh, they put on their website like two months ago, um, some supporters there were impressed and upset that Thorn supporters, uh, Riveters, were able to come to Rochester I for the championship yeah. I mean, it's and true. make m- more noise than the entire stadium. And I'm not saying it to toot a horn. I'm saying it because, oh, my God, like they're mobilizing and they're uh, creating this group from scratch,
0: and it's fantastic. Yeah, I think... Any supporters group is fantastic, regardless of rivalry, um, because it means you're engaging. You're engaging on a deeper level than just showing up at a game and then piecing out. You're you're showing up to be like a knowledgeable fan who's there to, you know, support the team through thick and thin, and not just with your attendance, but with you know your enthusiasm, with recruiting efforts to try and bring other fans in with your time sometimes your blood and tears uh, it's, it's great
1: um, to see this level of, of commitment because it, it means that people are, are not just being fans watching from a web stream or not just being fans you know, who don't have an identity um, it, it creates momentum it
0: creates atmosphere at the games um, I think it definitely helps create kind of family and a deeper sense of rivalry, which is something that helps any league thrive. Um, Rivalries, stories—that's what makes sports such a such a personal thing for people.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of those things where um, for the NWSL being so new, there isn't a lot of rivalry. There isn't a lot of uh, that drama. You know, you don't you don't have a lot of the the history. You know, being up in the Pacific Northwest, uh, apparently I am supposed to hate the Seattle Rain, um, and I don't like them um, as a team. Uh, certain players are my favorite players, and I hate that they play for the Seattle Rain. But it's not that same passion that I hate the Sounders um, as a Timbers fan. Uh, do not like a lot of the things that the Sounders do. Um, but for the rain, it's it's less personal because we don't have that history yet.
0: Yeah, you can't be like, oh, remember that final back in 91 when X player did our player wrong or we were robbed or, you Yeah, know. And, and we're getting a little bit of that rivalry,
1: I think, with the Thorns. I, I mean, with the Thorns in Kansas City, you know, yeah. when Scott was playing for Kansas City and maybe she'll be playing again for Kansas City this year. But um, no, that's not happening. Well, Let it go whatever um but you know scott and morgan getting into it oh suddenly there's a little a little history that's being built with western new york flash you know are they a rival just because we beat them in the championship
0: and i said we um i'm i'm on the team so yeah there's there's a lack of history we're not as tribal yet about our allegiances um because we're starting fresh. There's a little bit of carryover from WPS. I don't think there's really any carryover from WUSA because it was so long ago. It's all fresh and new, and I think that's that brings us kind of to our next discussion of why supporting women's soccer is different from supporting men's soccer. It's, it's young, it's in its infancy, and there's no artifice to it because it's all new. We're creating it from scratch. So there's no there's co- there's no commercialism to it yet. I think there will but, be someday. But what
1: about Alex Morgan?
0: Alex Alex Morgan, Alex Morgan. I'm Alex actually Morgan. really
1: surprised there isn't any Alex Morgan marketing material in this bar.
0: That's true. For being such a super soccer bar i'm surprised there's not at least one poster of her although the houston dash have made a very nice poster did you know alex morgan is going to be playing for the portland timbers in 2014 and the now? dash are
1: going to play the portland timbers right in really really yeah that's what houston told me yesterday chris kennedy told you no that's what their twitter told me oh okay their twitter i, I get all my news from twitter Supporters groups are, are interesting because, you know, it's it's really grassroots um, and like back for um, the way the way this all came about was uh, just through experience and traveling fans uh, going to games and realizing wow you know we've we've been consistently going to to games together let's let's organize let's let's be more than just a fan let's be supporters.
0: I will say from the point of view of someone who's trying to help uh, a new supporters group get off the ground, that really envy the Thorns for being able to start with a certain base level. Um, I think it's not just Boston. The, the I feel like the Blue Crew really started from scratch. Um, so did the Spirit, even though they had, you know, fans from the Freedom and stuff and WPS days to work with. Chicago's Mo- got Chicago, Chicago local. Um, I the the Sounders. The Rain. The Rain. Yeah, they we all have groups, but we're all small. I think in any group in any given group there's more than no more than ten dedicated members. I mean dedicated in that consistently over the past year or so are able to give their time and or money and or effort to the group just because you know running a supporters group it can very easily be a full-time job um and you know grown adults who have the capacity to put together a supporters group often have grown adult jobs and grown adult problems and that's one of the problems of getting something off the ground and starting it from scratch not just with supporters groups, anything. So I think, you know, just having people who are in the right time and place. It's it's kind of it's kind of luck having people who are able who have the time and have the willingness to put effort into supporters group, into recruiting and driving people's enthusiasm and, you know, being able to drive around and bring supplies to tailgates and talk to the front office and handle all these little details and collect money and make spreadsheets, sometimes that's just a matter of luck, having someone who has the free time and will to do that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I think, um, I think you're, you're dead on about how difficult it is um, to, to be able to start these things from scratch. But at the same time, there's, um, there's kind of a, a beauty in that because you can make it whatever you want it to be. You know, some, some things that, that I think are, are a pretty big deal uh, for supporters groups is, is having, a, having a home bar. Um, you know, where are you asking your supporters and for, where are you asking your uh, uh, members to, to meet for away games? Um, how are you networking those people together on a consistent regular basis. Um, I think that's huge.
0: Well I think this is this definitely falls on the logistics side of things. There are a lot of things that the Armada for instance I know want to do with getting involved with local businesses, getting involved with local charities, really embedding the supporters group and the Boston Breakers name in the local community so that they become so twined together that you know if as the breakers go so go the local community I think that should definitely be one of the goals of a supporters group is to twine the team so closely in with a community identity that people feel like the team is theirs you know and that the team feels like the community is there for them
1: yeah absolutely I think as supporters you know we we have a certain responsibility to help our team's uh, grow in identity, like you were saying, but also, um, you know, we, we have a responsibility, for, uh, just like with the free beer movement, you know, bring new friends to the games. You're never going to know who's going to be into it until you get them there for a game. Part of, part of the, the attraction of going to games for me is you get to, get to have a cold beer, you get to hang out with your friends, you get to, to yell, sing, dance, and chant. Um, and hopefully feel like you've uh, gotten your team that that victory, gotten those three points for your team.
0: I definitely agree that part of it is feeling like you made a contribution to your team, but it's also uh, the feeling that you made a contribution to the fandom itself. I like going to supporters group meetings because, you know, a lot of the friends I have aren't necessarily interested in women's soccer or any women's sports. But when I go to a back four meeting or when I hang out with other Boston Breakers fans, I know these people are coming from the same place as me. They know a lot of the same information as me. And we can talk intelligently most of the time about things that we care about that maybe other people in our lives don't care about. And it creates this really nice feeling of community and sometimes family, you know, Mm -hmm. that can be really... um, You know, comforting and encouraging, and that's something that I think we can really utilize moving forward to help grow our fan base and to grow the sport.
1: So, so I guess I guess what we're both uh, kind of beating around the bush for here is is kind of a call to action.
0: Yeah. Um, If you love women's soccer, then you know it's not. Necessary that you join a supporters group. You should feel free to support your team however you can, whenever you can. But a supporters group could be exactly what you're looking for. It could be everything you ever wanted. So that your voice is bigger. If you want to maybe put it in more poetic terms, we're all just fans, man. We're all just fans. But when we come together, we're family. and that's the show But, but I think to close there's a really good quote that's been going around it's by Laura Bates she wrote an article in the Guardian about supporting women's sports and she said to crow that men's sport is more exciting to watch while their matches are played in stadiums worth millions by players paid millions with millions spent on training and production quality in a world that belittles and mocks women's sporting prowess Is rather like giving somebody a single piece of dry bread and laughing that their cookery skills will never match those of a Michelin chef in a fully equipped kitchen. Before we can begin to fully appreciate women's sport, we have to level the playing field. Not everybody can financially support their team the way they would want to, but that's fine because money is not the be-all and end-all of supporting your team. Supporting your team is about loving them, whether they're doing badly, whether they're doing well. It's about telling people about why you love your team. I love my team. It's, you know, being passionate and being honest about your passion and not being embarrassed about it. You know, I'm a little bit drunk right now, and I didn't get a lot of sleep, so I'm being probably more candid
1: than I normally was. She's sharing her
0: feelings, guys. But you know what? When you're passionate about something and you're honest about it, People will respect that. We're we're all dorks, and whether or not we're dorks about video
1: games or about um, online things or movies or Star Wars or whatever, like it's okay to dork out about what?
0: Movies or Star Wars?
1: <laughs> I've got a few Star Wars dorks that are all up in my business right now. Um, we're we're rewatching all of Star Wars. Great, great. It's pretty, it's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Um, We're all dorks. Be, be, be an out and proud dork. Don't be a closeted dork about women's soccer.
0: That's, yeah, be, be true to yourself. Be true. Nike, sponsor us. I think, yeah, you'll be happier, and your, your team will appreciate it. Your team is playing for
1: the love of the game. They're not paying playing for big paychecks. They're not playing for sponsorship.
0: No, they're literally paying they're literally playing because they love the game so much, they're willing to give up a regular paying nine to five job. That are it's a boring job. For a measly six grand for the season. Not you know. They're willing to endure terrible conditions crappy locker rooms, long travel days. just They're willing to endure a lot. So I think we as fans, the least we can do is make sure that they know that we support them. I guess
1: my friend Kristen uh,
0: puts it the best when she says,
1: you know, to people who, who are asking, why should I join the Riveters? Why should I join Timbers Army? Why should I, why should I do that? Um, when she says, be more than a fan. Be a supporter. Um, I think that says it perfectly because it's the only way that we as fans can
0: take it to that next level. So I think that's all we have for you here in Frisco, Texas. Hopefully it's not cold tomorrow. Hopefully it's not cold tomorrow. And hopefully we can get
1: this on the internet in a timely manner.
0: Uh, Signing off in Frisco, I'm Thrace. I'm Gabby. (laughs) I think you need to do that again. I... I reject your NPR sign-off. I'm Gabby. That's better. We'll see you next time.